0: So, I've been told that I complain, but when I started a part-time summer job, I realized I don't really complain that much. Welcome to episode 8 of Authentic Christianity. My name is Michael Rett. Glad to have you with us this time. So yeah, I um I teach as uh, many of you know. So this summer, try to pick up some extra hours, take care of my family. And I found this job doing uh, what's called merchandising. you go basically go into like supermarkets, um you can have them reshelve, um new layouts and whatnot. So it's actually it's not it's actually a little interesting. I get to be um basically organizing and whatnot. So What I found uh, after being here, really in just a few weeks, uh, that um, people are pretty miserable. You know, my wife said to me uh, recently, before I started this job, I think I was having some, you know, I was a little sore or something. I was talking about She complained a lot. I'm like, okay. But, you know, I go on this job. And literally, first day, two minutes in, you know, the people I'm working with are talking ah. You know, they're probably going to make us do this today. Uh, oh, so-and-so's here. You know, or this guy. He never lets it. And I'm just like, you know, or just how, how people are getting screwed over. It's like, kind of like a victim mentality. Like they're waiting for someone to really just kind of like hurt them in some way. And I, 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 I you know, wondering, maybe it's just, that's the way people kind of connect instantly. Like, like they find, that, you know, people really try to find things in common and everything and um, we don't have to ask what you do for a living because we're all working there although it's part time so it could be other things but maybe I think people are complaining because um, they know they can probably find some kind of common ground maybe it's. I I guess I I don't know if it's like sad I I, want to be we just, we do need to be aware that, um, we never know what's going on with a person. Um, you know, someone's just having a bad day, morning, you know, lost a family member, lost a job, you don't, know, lost a job, you, you don't know, I mean, your waiter's rude to you. Obviously, you're not supposed to, waiters are not supposed to be, you know, rude. Um, the gas station person, attendant, um. teachers your students but you know you never you never know and sometimes it could be something really minor and they're blowing out of proportion you know um people cut you off i don't know uh the the store was out of your favorite syrup at starbucks and you know so you had to get hazelnut instead of vanilla you know i don't know um and please when i worked at starbucks it was like one and a half pumps of vanilla and you can tell. I mean you're paying a lot of money for, for a cup of coffee, so but I think you get my point. So I, I wonder are people really just unhappy? Um, are people just have no joy? Are they joyless? Um, difference between the two of course. You know, being happy is, is more circumstantial, I think. You know, I think I think scripture kind of back backs me up on this. Um that yeah, because sometimes you're sad and you're happy, it's okay to be sad of course, but but we, we can live a life of joy um, because we we are at peace with with what God has done for us through Christ, and we can have that joy despite life circumstances when you have the most difficult things happen to you, maybe you don't have joy right away after something horrible or traumatic happens, but you kind of you, you work. It's almost it's like it's it's a peace. I would say joy as like a peace, this inner kind of satisfaction, so to speak. Um I think that why I've probably had a lot of joy, you know, the past couple of years is my son. He brings so much joy and it's kinda of like so much I don't want to say it doesn't matter, but it, it, there's a much more, more of a a stronger perspective of what is more important. Where, you know, I end up like you know, you could you could spend hours like binge watching, which I you know, I don't get to do anymore, and that's fine. But and you kinda I didn't get to do this, I missed my show, I'm like, Yeah, it's really not that important. You know, I don't I don't work a nine to five, so I'm not in like some kind of commuter traffic although occasionally I, I am in traffic. And I I get how that can really wear on a person, but you know what? Sometimes and I have gotten aggravated, especially if I'm tired. When you're tired you get upset a lot more. Um groups where sleep is so important. Um, it's just the way our brains work we need to be rested and then we we can handle things much much better Um, but but, you know also working in the store I realize how blessed we are because you know I've always kind of if you you go you go in a store and you see everything that's there and you're like wow but it's easy to take it for granted but working in a specific section say one day I was working with sodas which I don't do um, coffee another day, um, jello another day. And it was just, it's just, it's amazing looking at all the different types and brands and flavors there are. You know, with the jello, it was like vanilla, sugar free vanilla, low fat, sugar free, like it. Wow, free market capitalism, go. Um, so blessed that. You know, for most of human history, almost all of human history, except for the past, not even past 100 years, people struggle to eat just to find food to survive. You know, this is not lost on me. I think about it, like, pretty regularly in the fact that you can live in, like, a house with, like, air conditioning and outdoor plumbing and, sorry, indoor plumbing, sorry, um, be able to go to the store and buy our food and not have to, like, go to the market, like, every day, like, go props of fresh vegetables, though, and fruits. That's a blessing, man. You know, we live in in really the greatest time in in human history and in the greatest country, I I believe. Um, Because, you know, the Western kind of um, world has really provided with this blessing. It's imperfect, of course. Um, At the same time, with so much, you don't have to worry about like food and then, you know, or survival. You start moving up from look at Maslow's pyramid, people can worry about a lot of really silly things. You know, just look at the stuff we argue about on social media. Um or like bullying over ridiculous things like what you're wearing. Um But then you also if you look at all the stuff that the consumerism you know, and we get you know, we we get something in the mail, we get our Amazon package and we get this little kind of like bump of not, not a general one, like um uh, I can't. It's like when you're you get a text and you have the texting. It's like a little ah, oh! you know. It's like that. Um, or you know, it's just such an addicted society. You know, addicted to sugar and you know processed foods. So much so that, um, you, you know, and there's something that you know you can argue that, that you know I can get to like um, big food companies. You know, kind of make their foods that way. And I think there is something to be said, for, there is definitely something to be said for that. Um, you know, uh, sugar is part of a healthy diet, at least to me. They go, please. You know, a little sugar, of course. I mean, that's not going to hurt anybody. Um, incidentally, I found a really great app called Habit Streak. And you put it in and you, you click, did I do X today? So I put in, for mine, like, did you do any junk food, sugar? Cakes, desserts, dairy, like whatever. But I haven't had any of that stuff for thirty-three straight days. You know, I don't want to see that number go back down to zero. It's been great. I feel really good. Um, so habit streak, great app to help you with any habit. It could be you know prayer. It could be going you know, to bed by a certain time. Reading, exercising. Um, so I see the positive negatives of having so much, but it still doesn't. I don't get it why there's so much complaining. Um, I do understand being angry when things make you angry. So when I see like, you have so much, and you see like don't have that much, and it makes you angry. So I hear this, you know, you listen to people talk about, you know, there's nothing wrong with anger. Anger is a map. I've said this before. It's a map. It tells you that something is not right. Something is amiss with your values. Um, you know, but anger can imprison us. And if you read like Matthew, you know, Matthew 521 talks about um you've heard it said, do not murder. This is Jesus talking. You've you heard it said, do not murder. But I tell you, anyone, I'm paraphrasing, anyone who's angry with his brother has already committed murder in his heart. The point being, anger and murder come from the same place. Um I think there's a little context again, you know, angry to the point where you want to like hurt someone. You need to, you need to, that's where forgiveness comes in. I talked about that last time. Or forgiving people, f- freeing that person from, freeing yourself from that person. Um, there's another great verse in Ephesians four twenty six, um, and this is where uh, it says, "In your anger, do not sin." So that's where you go. Like, we're gonna become angry. You can't help it. Now, getting cut off on the road, yeah. Holding on to that, chasing guy down, no. But guy cut you off. You're like, he did something that wasn't right. Yes, that's gonna make people angry. And it could also be well, and I could have gotten in an accident because you were an idiot. Or. You know, a coworker forgets to do something, and you're like, "That might fall on me." Or now I have to work harder. Yes, that makes me angry. Or you see just anything in the news. You know, you see any kind of killings, murder. I mean, the the horrible incidents in El Paso this this past, you know, a couple days ago, the shooting there, and this guy hated everybody. You know, he hated Republicans, Democrats. He hated Hispanics, and the guy was just a horrible person. You know, evil person. Um yeah, angry. Angry at that. And really deep down what you're angry at is sin. Because deep down it's people not acting as they should, as God wants us to act. I'm um, not saying we have to be perfect, but they're but they're recognizing something is not right. Now I want you to think about this. Um was God angry with the Jewish people? Yes. Many times. And his anger burned against him at times. Does God hate sin? Yes, of course. Does God get angry at sin? Yes. Now living in the age of Christ, post Christ, he didn't lash out in his anger. We're not supposed to lash out in our anger. He said, I'm angry because you sinned, and I'm perfect, and I can't look at sin. But I'm not, no longer going to lash out at you. I'm going to provide a means, and I'm going to forgive you. And deep down, you know, I, th- I think there's a good amount of self-loathing in the world. I've, I've dealt with it. Or we don't like ourselves. We hate ourselves for the things we do wrong. We deal with shame and guilt. You now, sometimes I'll just do something like feel like bingey or something, and I'm just like, Ugh, "I'm an awful person." This, the thought comes to my head, it's like I'm a horrible person for something that's really not. It's relatively benign. Like the, the guy who, the shooter in El Paso, that's he's beyond a horrible person. But I, it's easy to see. Oh yeah, sinner. Each of us, yes, all sinners. Horrible people, perhaps. God angry at our sin in our life, yes, but provides the outlet of forgiveness through Christ. We just have to say, sure, yeah, come on. See, people say, you can ask this question. Christians might understand this more than non-Christians. When were, actually, so when were we forgiven? When did God forgive his people? All people. So like, once I accepted Christ as my Lord and Savior, no. God forgave everyone at the cross. When Jesus died, he gave up his spirit. Each of us just has to say, Yes, I accept that gift. He's already given us the gift. We just have to like open it, accept it and open it. A couple other things. Um you know, back to the verse in Ephesians. In your anger, do not sin. It also says, "Don't let the sun go down." You know, you I mean, don't remain angry. Um, don't let the sun go down, and you're still angry. See what that tells me. I think sometimes Christians miss something. I think sometimes we we miss something. I think sometimes we say, "You're angry. You got to forgive like right away," and, and do not let the sun go down. That kind of to me, that's saying it's like a day. So let's say it happens mm-hmm. in like the middle of the day and you get really angry at someone. I think God understands mm-hmm. that sometimes we need to work through things. Or yeah, we're, we could forgive. Okay. And then we need to work through things to come to like, maybe accepting that something happens. Maybe... You know, and dealing with the issue because we're humans. That's where that emotional part of the brain comes in. Like I mentioned, you know, when we when we fall asleep or we fall asleep, when we are tired because we haven't slept as much, we are crankier, or when we're like really hungry, hangry. You know, for that term. I think it's similar, there has to be a process of, like okay, I'm waking up now, now I'm awake, and kind I'm of more alert, so I'm less cranky, less angry. If there's something similar with, okay, I'm really angry, I'm all amped up, my emotions have to settle down, maybe go for a walk or something like that. You know, maybe you need, to, when you are angry, you need to change your environment a little bit. Journaling is good, maybe, you know, it takes inventory, you go somewhere else, go for a drive, um, go to a place that's peaceful, a coffee shop, whatever, whatever you like to do. You know, and then what else is really great is ask God to reveal the anger in your life because a lot of times we have hidden anger or, or we have anger we kind of know, we don't want to face it. And the reason we don't want to face it because we have to acknowledge maybe being hurt. But a lot of that's pride, we're being stubborn, so we have to own it. We have to own that someone wronged us or that maybe even we wronged somebody else. We have to own that stuff. Uh, it could be like an untreated wound, you know, stuff that happened when we were younger. Um, you know, forgive the other person, forgive yourself. You know, if another person does not want to forgive you, maybe you wrong them. If you've done everything you can to try to make it right, at that point you're off the hook. So, I encourage each of us to keep keep life in perspective. Now, some of us have gone through a lot of a lot of awful things. You know, we've lost parents, we've lost loved ones. God forbid, some of you. I've lost children, and that I, I can't even... I can't even... You know, I had friends at uh, the Trempers, Linda and Andy, and they had adopted a baby girl. This is going back maybe 10 years now. And and she got really sick, and she, she passed away, and she was like a year old. I'm tearing up just thinking that. You know, we went to the service, of course, closed casket, and Linda, the mom, and she was like, you know... We just we wanted to have this. We just wanted to show, see, show how wonderful God is. Because they were blessed to have her for a year, and then and then amazingly she got pregnant. You know they got pregnant on their own. That's why they adopted originally. Um, pretty incredible. And you know that's stuff that you know you can understand why someone would be angry, why someone would complain about life's unfairness. Um, you no, know, I had cancer. I could still be playing the cancer card. It's been over five years. No, I'm not a victim. Um so yeah, things happen. Life is unfair and there sometimes there is a, is, is time to to you know complain. But not to have a spirit of complaining. You know, just to keep things in perspective. But you know what uh, you know, my friend Mike was here this past weekend and I'll close with this. Um, we were hanging out, and uh, he's having some issues in his house with his basement, at the bottom floor, really, ground floor. Um, it was all finished, you know. They had a they're having a day to get like the floor pulled up or something like that, and um, oh, it wasn't draining; like water was getting into the house. So, you know, it took a whole lot, a lot of money and time. And then they put the new flooring in, and there was an issue with the flooring, so like, they had to get some back. And like, he's also the kind of guy that likes everything in its place. And, you know, we're talking about it, you know, and upset him. But, you know, I saw a real different side of him. He's like, you know what, man, though? Oh, oh, I want it better. But overall, you know, I got two great kids and, you know, my, my marriage and and everything. And he got, it got a brilliant perspective. It was great. Um, so that's, that's what we need to do. Remember, you know, acknowledge what's wrong. You know, and, and remember, God is bigger than anything. And Jesus faced anything any of us could ever face. So, um, that a close, thank you for listening. Michael Rett, Authentic Christianity. This has been Episode 8 of Authentic Christianity. Thank you for listening. My name is Michael Rett. Please give me a shout-out, and I'll see you next time.